Welcome to Souls Harbor's weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Hey, good morning, Souls Harbor Church. Glad you guys are out there today. Hey, if you are out there, and I'm, okay, this is a little bit of faith, but I, I'm, I know you're out there. Hit the like button. Let us know you're here and uh, we're going to take just a few minutes and let everybody kind of get in. This is just like real church. It takes people time to uh, connect and get into the sanctuary, right? Right. I see Christine is there with us. Hi, Christine. Good to have you this morning. Uh, we'll have some others jump in here in the next few minutes. How's your week going? If I haven't talked to you, and I've been trying to touch uh, base with a lot of you guys throughout the last couple of weeks, if I haven't talked to you, um, I hope you're doing well and surviving and keeping sane and all of that stuff. I see Dob, uh, Debbie is with us now and Ginger. Hi, Ginger and Shelly and Cheryl. Glad to have you guys. Hit that like button if you're coming online and let us know you're there. And if I miss you, um, I'm not ignoring you, okay? I only see about six or eight people that scroll past. So if I happen to be looking away when you throw your name up there or hit like, I, I might miss you. I see Taylor's in uh, and good to have you, Taylor, this morning. And uh, Dee Dee's with us, so it's good to have you. Hey, while we got people coming on, let me just let you know, if you have a prayer request this morning, will you go ahead and click on that link in the Facebook Live page or in the Facebook uh, page and go and fill out a card so we can get those here in just a few minutes and we will uh, be praying for your needs today and then throughout this week. I see Jill and Jenny and Kayla and Mac is with us and Linda made it. Good to see you, Linda. Glad to have you guys all here. Hey, yesterday I made my first um, foray, all right, outside of the house in two weeks. I'm an introvert, you know, you guys know that. So it kind of works out okay for me to be inside for a while, but I couldn't take it anymore yesterday. So I made a trip to, um, okay, I'll just be honest, I went to Home Depot. That was a place I could go and actually shop a little bit and not go completely, completely insane. Stephanie's with us and Robert's there. Uh, good to have you guys. So anyway, it, it was just like they say on TV, you know, they've got the line outside the, the building and you gotta stay six feet apart, stand on the X's and they only let so many people in the store and some people had masks and some didn't and I made it and nobody sneezed on me and I feel pretty good today. Uh, but it was nice to get out. So I hope you guys are having a chance to get out as well. And I hope you're staying safe while you do that as well. Hey, one more time, if you um, would like some, us to pray for something this morning, hit the link on the Facebook page and go fill out a prayer card. And those will get shot to the email this morning. So we can hear just a little bit. We'll come back and we're going to pray for needs and things going on in, in the congregation. Um, looking to see who else we got. Stacy's out there. Uh, I see Greg's come online. we got a few others. Souls Harbor Assembly of God's online. That must be Ruthie. She must be signed in as the church. Glad the church has made it this morning. Hey guys, um, really glad to have you. Uh, thrilled for that. If you happen to be with us this week for the first time um, and you'd like to be a regular part of what's going on here, if you can go and join our group on Wednesday nights, we have our small group teaching and we actually do that from the group rather from the page. Uh, it's kind of like pulling you all into the living room as opposed to doing it on the front porch. So if you would like to be a part of that, go and join the group, send out a, a request there. and We would love to have you come and be a part of that as well. And this morning, I just want to say we're really glad to have you. Also, guys, if you're a part of Souls Harbor and you've never done this, um, right now, because we're doing this on the front porch kind of publicly, our service, if anything you like or share or want to send, or I saw some people last week actually did a watch party, it's a great way to get what's going on and the message this morning out to your friends and your family and people that maybe maybe don't even normally attend church. So I want to encourage you to do that as well. 
Uh, while we still got some people coming on, I see Matt's out there and Jess, and we've had several jump on that I missed. Uh, glad to have you. Hey, while we're doing that, last week we did a contest, okay? What does it look like to have church in a pandemic? And we asked you guys all to throw up some pictures, and there was several that were thrown up, a lot of really good ones. There was several with kids that it was just, it was really hard to make a choice. We finally actually ended up settling on one that ironically had no people in it whatsoever. It was Jerry and Kim. They won the competition, uh, and it came down to this. They had Jesus, let me see if I can remember this. They had Jesus, coffee, eggs, pancakes, donuts. I, I don't know. It was everything that could, you could ever hope for to have a wonderful morning. Um, so we we went ahead and, and they won and they've got a Starbucks card coming their way. So we appreciate that. You guys throw up some love to them uh, for what they did. Hi, Olivia. Good to have you this morning. Scotty's out there. And I got my friend Eli is with us today. So Eli, it's good to see you as well. Hey, um, let me tell you a little bit about our Easter plans. As you guys know, when we jumped into this, we really were hoping to be all back together for Easter. And that's pretty clearly not going to happen. So we've been trying to figure out how do you have church online, uh, Facebook Live, and make Easter something special. And, and the reality is you just can't do it like you would normally do it, but we have got some things we want to put in place. So let me just share a little bit of what we've got planned for this week. So what we decided to do was rather than try to make Sunday, next Sunday, a really big day, we're going to have um, kind of some I don't know how to explain it. Are they just low key throughout the week moments where we want to we want to build to Easter and make Easter very special? So let me just give you a little bit of heads up on what's coming. And we're going to try to build this around what we've already developed and been doing. So Tuesday, we have our prayer meeting uh, at seven o'clock and we're going to take our prayer time this week and we're going to connect with that and, and we'll shorten the prayer time down. So really it doesn't go any longer than it's been going, but we're going to spend some time praying and then we're going to share a little bit of the, the passion story uh, that leads up to Easter. Easter. And it's going to be a short reading, and we're just going to read that together and uh, spend a little bit of time with that. Then Wednesday is, uh, at 6.30 on Wednesday, is our Daniel's Prophecies uh, breakout class that we do right now in our group. These will all be, be taken care of from our group. So again, we'd love to have you join that. And then we're going to tie into that this week, a connection to Passion Week and to the week that leads up to Easter as well. So we hope you'll join us Tuesday for prayer and then Wednesday for our, our breakout group. And we're going to make some special things there with regard to Easter. And then Thursday. So Thursday's the fun day. Okay. I want you all to be looking for a special Easter delivery from the staff. We're going to drop off bags. We'll, we'll stay six feet away from your front door if we need to. We'll all wear masks if we need to, whatever. It's going to be safe. Okay. We're not looking to come in. Uh, actually, although a lot of us would like to, but it's probably just not a good choice or a wise way to go. But we're going to drop off a package. And in that package is going to be some things. And let me see if I can get this all right. Okay. Uh, in that package is going to be a set of resurrection eggs if you have kids or grandkids. So what that is, is a way of, it's a dozen eggs, plastic eggs that has a way of telling the story. And there'll be some directions in there for you for that. And, and the goal with this is what happens on Thursday or Friday and Saturday and Sunday is something a lot of which you can do together as a family. We want this to be a family moment, something very special in that way. So you'll receive that and there'll be a, a set of resurrection eggs with directions that you can walk through with your kids and you and your kids can tell the Easter story that evening. There's going to be also in there some lights that go inside those eggs. And, and I'll tell you what that's about here in a little bit, something special for the kids. Just little bitty lights that get stuck in the, the eggs and, and cause them to glow later on. Also in that kit will be some readings for Friday 
and then for Saturday, I believe it is. And finally, there's going to be a set of communion elements in there because uh, Sunday morning, we want to take communion together. Even though we're apart, we're still going to remember uh, the, the Lord's death and resurrection together in communion. So we're looking forward very much to that. So here, this way this is going to work. Tuesday, prayer and a reading. Wednesday, Bible study and reading. Thursday, you're going to get a care package. Friday, then, um, we would like the families, your family, to sit down in the evening and to t either tell the Easter story with the resurrection eggs, if you have kids or grandkids, or to go through the reading of, of Good Friday and Easter together as a family, maybe if you don't, and just make it a special time. Dim the lights a little bit, make a little atmosphere, right? And just make it something very special for your family, whatever that means for your family. We re really would like to do that. Then Saturday, so Saturday after dark, then this is where the glow and the, uh, the dark eggs come in. Saturday, then we'd like you to go out and have an Easter egg hunt with your kids. Take those plastic eggs, stick the lights in them, take them out and just scatter them over the yard. They glow in the dark and the kids will have a lot of fun with that. And we'd like you to take pictures and videos of that as well and post those out to Facebook. And I've got one Starbucks card left. I'd like to give away to somebody that comes up with the best, best picture of their kids. Kids. Now, maybe you don't have kids or grandkids, so I'll be honest, Saturday, I don't have anything for you to do unless you want to go watch the neighbor's kids do it or something like that if they happen to live close to you and can, can be involved. Um, and then Sunday morning, we're going to take communion together and have our regular Easter service. So we'd really like you guys to join us for that and be a part of that. And you say, Pastor Barry, there's no way in the world I'm going to remember all that. I know. I get it. Um, and that's fine. We're going to send instructions and directions and kind of a calendar for you all uh, to follow. Okay, so that'll help you a little bit so you don't have to be scrambling to remember all this and write it all down. Uh, let me share a couple of things about um, just, and this is for our church family and those that are a regular part of Souls Harbor, a couple things about offering and, and tithe and our extravagant offering that was scheduled for this week. We normally take every year, we celebrate, we have this really big celebration on Palm Sunday, where we take an, we call it our extravagant offering and just use it as something special uh, in, in a very special way. This year, obviously, with everything being like it is, we decided to go ahead and push that back uh, until the final Sunday of May. So I know a lot of you, a number of you have been involved in that and, and I had been in, uh, I've been promoting it and, and talking about it and announcing it before all this pandemic stuff started. So I want you to let you know that's what's going to happen. Let me say to the congregation and to those of you that are part of the, the, the family here, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness financially. Thank you for your offerings and your tithe and your support of our missionaries. Um, it, it has been a great encouragement and blessing to me as a pastor, to see how seriously you all, your heart is in reaching the lost for Jesus. Because, you know, scripture teaches us where our money is, where that, that's where our heart will be. And what I see from you tells me your heart is so much into reaching the west side of Indianapolis and people around this world. So thank you for that. And please continue to do that. We are praying for you regularly every day. I'm praying for you and for our families that God will provide, God will keep jobs, God will take care of you. And, and, and as he does that, you all have just been incredibly faithful. So thank you so much for that. This is normally our mission Sunday. And that being the case, we would normally do something special with our missionaries, love our missionaries. And, and right now we're getting emails and we're getting newsletters and we're getting information from them that a lot of them are, are in a really tough place for a couple reasons. Some are overseas and, and, and can't get back to the States for any reason. 
Uh, we have some, several, and even some in our, our national office that are struggling right now personally with the COVID-19 virus. They, they themselves have it, and a couple we've been praying for in really serious condition. We have a number of missionaries that are back in the U.S. right now, and this would be the year that they would normally be out raising funds so they can go back to the field and share Jesus with those in the country that God's called them to. And as you can imagine, it's a struggle right now. So I, I say all that to just say, uh, please continue to pray for our missionaries. Pray God will give them wisdom. Pray God will give them creativity. Pray God will bless them and open the doors uh, for them to raise the funds they need to spread the gospel around this world. And, and just not only that, but one of the things we talked about a lot earlier this year was care and connect. Care and connect for them. Send them a note. Send them a letter. Throw up some prayers. Touch them on Facebook. Whatever you can do and let them know that they're part of the family and we're thinking about them right now in this crazy, uh, crazy time. So uh, please continue to do that. And, and, and the missionaries um, honestly, they just they, they, they weigh really heavily on my heart. We want to take a minute this morning before we uh, jump into God's word and we want to pray. And I've got a few prayer requests here. Let me just share these briefly. And then these will go in out to our prayer team and we pray over them throughout the week. Um, we want to pray this morning a request for our health workers and, and absolutely around our country and especially in those hot spots or in those places where it's just really intense right now, we want to pray for their protection, for their strength, for God to be with them. Um, we want to pray this morning for an uncle that's dealing with cancer. So would you all do this with me? I hate to pray alone uh, like I hate to eat alone. So would you all do this with me? Would you just pray and agree with me in prayer? Father, we pray this morning uh, over these needs. We pray over this uncle with cancer. God, you're still the God that controls the winds, the waves, the disease, and, and sickness, whether it's COVID-19 or cancer. And we ask you today, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would touch him, that you would heal him, that you would strengthen him. And God, we know you work through the supernatural, and we know you work through doctors, and we ask you to do either or both as you choose today. God, give wisdom to doctors. Let treatments be effective. And God, may you step into that, that place where he is right now and do a supernatural healing as well. We pray for those that are on the front lines that are our, our, our um, healthcare workers, our first responders, Lord, our nurses, our doctors, but also those, God, that, that are still out in the, the stores and they're interacting with the public. God, we pray your hand be upon them. We pray your protection be about them. We pray, God, uh, especially for those that are working insane shifts, that, God, you would give strength to their bodies and strength to their minds. We ask you this day to step in and do this work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I see we still have had a few people coming on. I see Bill and Jimmy and several others. Welcome. Glad to have you guys with us today. Um, it's, it's a privilege. And again, if I missed you, forgive me for that. I just don't see everybody that scrolls by. We are just really glad to have you with us today. Uh, if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of John. I want to preach a message this morning. Uh, I believe it's a different perspective than God has ever given me before on Palm Sunday. And I just want to share with you a little bit of what God has given me to share. Now, listen, um, because we're live and because this whole media is just a different format than what we would have if we were at church, I'm going to speak this morning 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes at the most. Maybe not. I never know exactly when it's going to. Somebody asked a pastor one time, you know, when, when does your message end? Well, when I'm done. Um, but I don't abuse that. So just want you to know if you'll hang with us, there's some, I, I believe God has given me some good encouraging stuff in here for you this morning. And uh, it's, I'm not going to keep you around here to 12 o'clock by any means. So grab your Bibles this morning, uh, open your Bible apps. If that's the way you're going this morning and turn with me to John chapter 12. And I want to preach. I want to share this morning a little bit of a Palm Sunday message. 
So let me ask you a question. Um, what do you do when a party doesn't feel like a party? What do you do when a party doesn't feel like a party? Now, listen, we could go a couple ways with this. We could, we could go um, the kind of party that some of us were all involved with back in the day, you know, pre-Jesus kind of things. We could talk about, you know, lame music. We could talk about parties where um, certain things that we wanted to be there weren't there, what, whatever. Um, but let's go a little different direction with this this morning. What do you do when a party doesn't feel like a party? Let's keep it fam uh, family friendly this morning a little bit if we can. How about a birthday party? What do you do when a birthday party doesn't feel like a party. Now, my guess is a lot of you parents, a number of you parents and grandparents have had those moments where you had a birthday party for your kids or your grandkids. And you know, you invite like 40 people to show up and you have the party. And for whatever reason, a variety of reasons, for whatever reason, uh, you get like two, right? And, and it's just one of those moments where you feel bad and a party doesn't feel like a party. What do you do when a party doesn't feel like a party? Well, I, my experience has been and what I've seen is you, first of all, you remember why you were there, what you were celebrating to begin with. And you know what? When a party doesn't feel like a party, you go ahead and have the party anyway, and you celebrate anyway, and you make it as special and as big as you can. And, and I, I want you to remember that remember piece of this. You go back and you remember why you were there anyway. Now, I happen to believe Palm Sunday is probably a little bit like that. It's a party that doesn't feel like a party. I think it's probably the one Christian uh, day, the day that we Christians who, who recognize certain days as being really significant, is probably the one day that we actually um, don't get the most, we least understand, is, is, is kind of my feeling. Um, so today I want to talk about Palm Sunday and what it's about. So if you've got your Bibles there, let's go to John. I sent you there a minute ago. Hopefully you're all there by now. John chapter 12. And let me just read for you verses uh, 12 through, we're going to go down through about 18. So this is Jesus. He's on the road to Jerusalem. This is his final trip into Jerusalem. We know Easter's coming. We know Good Friday's coming. We know the crucifixion. Of course, we know looking back on history that, that the resurrection's coming. So he's headed um, on, on the road to Jerusalem. And this is where this story picks up. This, we, we take this, we treat this as the Sunday prior to the resurrection. So the next day, the large crowd that had come to feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees. So here's the Palm Sunday connection, right? They took branches of palm trees and they went out to meet him crying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey and a colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, you see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. So we get this story and each one of the gospels tells it and tells a little bit more detail about it. We get the story of, of uh, Palm Sunday. 
So a couple things I want you to see. If it's a party that doesn't feel like a party, and before you feel too bad because you don't know, you don't get it, let me, let me just point this out in verse 16. It said the disciples didn't get it at first either. So you're actually in good company with this. The disciples didn't get it. But another thing that I, I've come to realize about this is that the people that were there celebrating, they themselves didn't even realize exactly what they were celebrating. They were actually celebrating, and we'll see this, they were celebrating the wrong thing. And then to us, it's just... A little weird, okay? I mean, we're just not, the whole idea of palm leaves, uh, palm branches just doesn't make a lot of sense to us. People throwing down palm branches, and some of the stories indicate they threw them down before him. Uh, some indicate that maybe they waved them, but it was their way of celebration. And it's just one of those things we don't get. And in order for us to really appreciate what Palm Sunday and what the celebration, the party was really all about, we have to go back to the original, or what may be the original use of palm branches, palm leaves, palm trees in, in order to celebrate. So we're going to do that this morning. We're going to transition back a little bit and we're going to look a little deeper into God's word and we're going to find out exactly what it was that this whole Palm Sunday party celebration was really truly about. The disciples didn't get it and even the people that were celebrating that were waving the palm branches that day, they didn't get it either. So what I need you to do is take your Bibles and go with me all the way back to Leviticus chapter 23 and we're going to go back to this first instance where palm branches are used as a celebration. This may be the place that it began. Let's go, let's read this together. So I'm in Leviticus 23, 39, and we're going to read just a handful of verses. This is God's direction to the people of God, one of those special feast days that he says, um, he, he says to them that this is the thing I want you to keep and to remember through your generations. It's called the Feast of huts, feast of booths, feast of tents. You hear it called a number of things, and we'll, we'll look into what that's about. So follow with me. Chapter 23 of Leviticus, number verse 39. On the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall celebrate. Okay, so here's the reason for a party, okay? And this one I get. This one makes sense. He tells them, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall celebrate. Now, I think you all get this part. I think you understand this part. I think it, it's, it's kind of, it's, it, it's the same thing culturally for us today as it would be for them back then. If you get a raise, if you get a great bonus, if, if you came in and, and, and your boss gave you a 20% or 25% bonus, wouldn't you see, say that's a reason for a party? If you're out there this morning and you would, throw me out a like, throw me out a heart, let me know that because I, I'm thinking anybody ought to understand this piece of it. Why were they celebrating? They were celebrating because it was a time when they had pulled in the produce of the land and they realized how much God had blessed them. So let's go a little deeper into this, okay? The feast of the Lord was what they were supposed to keep for seven days. Um, on the first day, on the first day shall be a solemn rest, and on the eighth day shall be a solemn rest, and you shall take on the first day the fruit of the splendid tree, branches of palm trees, so here's the palm tree connection, branches of and buffs of leafy trees and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before your, the Lord your God seven days, and you shall, shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It's a statue forever throughout your you shall celebrate it in the seventh month, and you shall dwell in booths. Now, here's, here's, the, here's where it gets a little crazy, okay? Here's where the party doesn't feel like a party. The way you're going to celebrate it is by living for seven days in booths or huts or something like that. And we'll talk about that. All the native Israelites shall dwell in booths, that your generation may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. So, Pastor Barry, you're thinking, what in the world is that 
all about. How does that apply to my life? How does that apply to Palm Sunday and all those things? Well, we get the celebrate part, um, but there's some other parts to this that I think really matter. Um, God is telling them, hey, you guys need to remember um, where you came from, and you need to remember how I cared for you along the way. There's this passage in Deuteronomy. It's chapter 6, a couple verses. Let me read those to you that kind of shed some light on what this party was all about. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you with great and good cities that you did not build, and houses full of all the good things that you did not fill, and cisterns that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant, and when you eat and are full, then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. See, the, the celebration, the, the Feast of Booths, the Feast of Huts, it was a celebration for all the good stuff that they had, the, the, the produce that had come in. But it was also a celebration to remember who it was that gave them all those things. So you want application this morning? You want where this connects with my life and your life? We're blessed in America. Now listen, I know right now a lot of us aren't feeling very blessed. We're stuck inside. We're having to deal with um, you know, th this whole uh, shelter in, in place thing. And there's talk of finances. Where's this all going to go? I know some of you don't have your jobs for the next few weeks. Uh, many of you do, but here, here's, here's the connect. Even when we're living in tents and even when things are hard, there's a place to remember how good God's been to us. It's a, it, there's, there's a time and there's a place to remember that we're blessed. We're a blessed people. And I think that's why Palm Sunday this year, it ought to be something special. Because even though we are kind of metaphorically living in tents right now, it feels like in some ways, listen, we're, we're blessed. I was talking with one of our parishioners yesterday, somebody that's a part of the church, and, and she was talking about the, the reality that, you know, we've got iPads, we've got TVs, we've got books, we've got houses. Um, we got a number of people in our church that work for a local uh, air conditioning, heating and air conditioning company. They're all, they're all employed right now because in America, heating and air conditioning is considered a, a, a must-have. And, and, you know, it's a slow time of year for them, but they're all staying busy because even in the middle of living in a tent, it's a tent with air conditioning and heat, right? Um, let's celebrate. You know, sometimes the party doesn't feel like a party. And the way you get the party back to feeling like a party is you remember how blessed you really are. And can I say to you this morning, we are so blessed as, as a people, as a nation. And we, we need to remember that. We need to remember what there is to celebrate when a party doesn't feel like a party. So that's fine. What's the point of the tent and what's the point of the booths and what is all that about? Um, let, let me just read these last two verses here because there's something a little bit deeper in this even, even that, that connects to Palm Sunday. Uh, verse 42 and 43, let me read those again. Um, God told the children of Israel, he said, listen, you shall dwell in booths or tents or these huts or whatever uh, for seven days and you shall do that that your generation may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. Now, Let's just talk about this living in a booth for a minute. Is Survivor a still a thing? I don't know if I don't know if Survivor is. I think it's still on, but I remember early years, many years ago, 
um, watching it where these people lived in these far out way places, didn't have showers, didn't have any of these things. And, and sometimes they would end up making what I picture in my mind, what was going on in Israel for a week. God said, you need to go out, get the palm branches, make them into booths, make them into, in, into huts. And you're going to live in those for seven days. Now, I, I happen to like camping. And, and from my perspective, I like to rough tent camp. I like to tent camp, which is to me rough camping. Um, but I got to be honest with y'all. Um, there are people that would tell me that that's, I, I'm a sissy. I, I'm, I'm kind of wimpy. That's not really roughing it. I've actually got family and friends that when they camp, uh, they, they go, they go crazy roughing it. Cause I, I've got two requirements when it comes to camping. Okay. The first one is there have to be, um, bathrooms. I, I need a place that has a bathroom and, um, even though we haven't really hoarded toilet paper, I require bathrooms and I require those bathrooms to have toilet paper. Okay. Uh, I like to camp in a tent, but I need a bathroom and I need toilet paper. And the third thing I need is I need a shower. And if you can find me a place where I can tent camp and I can have electricity is good too. Um, and I can have a bathroom and a shower. I can make it. I can enjoy it. That is fun for a week. Now I've got, like I said, I've got family and friends. They go out in the middle of the wilderness where there are no showers. There are no bathrooms. They take a spade. They dig a hole. They do all that stuff. Right. And for them, that's roughing it. I've also got family that goes the other way. Um, not to throw anybody under the bus here, not to mention any names, but I've got two, uh, daughter-in-laws that I love dearly, that are incredible people. My, both my sons married, married up and married very well, and I love them both. But I can't get either one of them to go camping with me and Ruthie because they're like, Barry, I can't do that. There are bugs out there, and I don't camp with bugs. And as hard as I've tried for a long time here, I haven't quite been able to figure out how. I even told him, I said, look, here's what I do. Here's how I handle the bugs, okay? We put our tent up and I go get a can of, of Raid and I spray around the tent, the Raid. That way the bugs don't get into the tent. But so far, it still hasn't worked. The reality is this, living in a hut, living in a tent, living in, 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 in whatever, a booth as the Old Testament calls it, um, most people would say that's not really much of a party. So why did God tell him to go and do it? Well, I read it to you there in verses 42 and 43. It's because he wanted them to remember where he had brought them from and to celebrate. Um, let me read the last part of that again. He said, he said this, he said, and when you eat and are full and then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. There's another passage in Deuteronomy. Let me just read this to you real quickly. It's very similar. Um, take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and build good houses and live in them. And when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget. And this is the thing. We sometimes so easily forget where God has brought us from. You forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And God said to the people of Israel, he said, I want you to go out and make huts, make booths out of palm leaves. And I want you to celebrate. And yeah, you're going to live and you're going to rough it, but you're not celebrating because you're living in a tent and there's no plumbing and all of these things. You're celebrating because in that moment, in that week, I want you to go back and remember where I brought you from. I brought you out of the bondage of Egypt. I brought you to freedom. And I'm going to tell you, I love plumbing. I love showers. I need those things. Toilet paper is my friend and your friends as well. I can tell that because I see all the hoarding that has gone on. It's not just me in this. Okay. Um, 
But freedom makes everything better, no matter what you have to go through. And God was saying on, on, on that time, in the, that Feast of Booths, you need to go out and you need to celebrate and you need to remember where I brought you from. Now, there was a second piece to this, and, and it's kind of implied. It's not directly there, but I want you to see this this morning. Um, and, and those of you that have a good handle on, on the story of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt will get this. Not only do I want you to remember where I brought you from, I brought you from the bondage of slavery. I want you to remember how I provided for you along the way in the journey. Now think about this with me. He was reminding the people once a year for a week that do you remember that time when your backs were up against the Red Sea? Do you remember that time when your backs were against the wall and the enemy was bearing down on you from one side and the sea was behind you? Do you remember that time when you, you were out of hope and out of promise and didn't know what you were going to do and you were felt like you were forsaken and felt like you were forlorn and felt like you were in it all alone and you were ready to go back to bondage? Do you remember that time? He's, he's telling them in that week, in, in that seven days, as you live in that tent, I want you to remember, I want you to remember the bondage you came out of, but I want you to remember what happened when I put, when you were put up against the Red Sea, how I stepped in in that moment and I brought to you supernatural deliverance. You see, God wanted them to remember once a year. He wanted them to make sure that they remember not only the bondage they, that they came out of to freedom, but how he had provided for them along the way. He said, I want you to remember the supernatural deliverance that I brought your way when your back was against the Red Sea. He went further than that, I believe, implied, and that is even a deeper understanding of the story of the children of Israel coming out of bondage. He, he wanted them to understand not only that, but he wanted them to understand, you remember the time when you were hungry and you had no food and your stomachs were starting to get tight and your children were starting to cry? Do you remember when you cried out to me? And do you remember when, when you were in the middle of that hard time and I provided manna and I provided meat and I provided food? Do you remember when you were thirsty and you had no water and I provided you water as well? He wanted them to remember. He wanted them to celebrate for that week living in tents. He wanted to remember, remember his provision along the way. You see, the Feast of Booths, and, and, and indirectly we're going to connect this to Palm Sunday here in just a moment, was about celebrating God's blessings and remembering God's deliverance and remembering God's provision. That's where the whole palm leaf celebration piece of this all came together and how it started. So how does Palm Sunday connect to this? Here's the way it works. The Feast of Booths, the Feast of Living in a Tent for a Time, looked back on God's deliverance from the bondage of Egypt. But the first Palm Sunday, now get this, this, this is the meat, this is, this is the pay dirt, this is the place I want you to, to grab a hold of this morning. The first Palm Sunday looked ahead. The, the Feast of Booze looked back to God's deliverance from bondage. The first Palm Sunday looked ahead to Christ's deliverance. You see, Palm Sunday was a celebration and the people got it wrong. They thought they were there because they were celebrating, hey, this guy, he, he, he raised Lazarus from the dead. I mean, imagine this with me for a minute, okay? You, you have a party and if you could have a party and your party trick was this, hey, if you all will come to my party, I've got a guy that's gonna show up and he'll actually, um, he'll actually raise somebody from the dead. I mean, that, that would be pretty cool, I, I guess. They, that, that, you know, that was kind of the way they were approaching this thing. He's going to raise somebody from the dead. I, I, I don't know if it was, hey, if you come, we'll give you a free Starbucks card if you actually let him demonstrate this on you. I don't know if that was part of it or if that worked or not, but we know that that's what they were celebrating. He raised somebody from the dead. But I'm telling you this morning, that first Palm Sunday was a celebration 
but it was a celebration of, first of all, that Christ's deliverance from death itself. It wasn't just that he raised Lazarus from the dead, but it was that he was providing eternal life for all men that choose to follow him. Now, that's something we're celebrating this morning, and that's the power of Palm Sunday that we so easily miss. It, it wasn't just that he raised one man from the dead, but it was that he was raising all men potentially from the dead and giving them eternal life. It wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, the, the Feast of Booze was about celebrating that he set us free from the bondage of Egypt. The, the, the Palm Sunday celebration was that Jesus is setting us free from the bondage of sin. He broke the bondage of sin this morning. Uh, that, that's the connection to Palm Sunday. This day, even in the middle of a pandemic, that's what we celebrate. We celebrate that our Jesus, our Savior, our Lord has set us free from the bondage of sin and he's set us free from, from the condemnation of eternal death. There was another part of that that I think maybe more than anything else is, is so applicable for where we are right now. It was that reminder. You, you see, the, the Feast of Booze was a remembrance of God's provision along the way to the land of the promise. The manna, the meat, the water, uh, the supernatural deliverance from the Red Sea. But the Palm Sunday celebration was looking ahead to Christ's provision on this journey we call life. And Christian, hear me this morning on this. If you're out there and you're a follower of Christ and you're a believer in Jesus, we've got that same promise. We've got that reason this morning to celebrate that Jesus is going to provide provision just like he has all along our lives and our walk with him. Going forward, right now in the middle of a pandemic, Jesus will provide for his people. We've got that promise and we need to be a people that can celebrate that. See, both were a time of celebrating God's blessings, but also God's protection and God's deliverance from bondage and God's provision along the way. You see this morning, I want you to see this as I, I, I bring this to a close today. Um, this Palm Sunday, we remember. We remember where God has brought us from and we celebrate. Now listen, I, I know we've got a lot of people with us this morning um, many of our church families there, and we've got some others that have joined in as well. And I, I don't know what the condition of your heart is for all of you. I, I don't know. But if you've made Jesus Christ your Savior, I want you to get this. You need to be able to celebrate this morning because God, through Jesus, has set you free from the bondage of sin. Let, let me read you a little bit of, of scripture real quickly here from a, a few places, mostly Romans. Romans 7, 18 and 19 puts it this way. For I know, Paul said this, Paul, the Apostle Paul said this, and I, I can relate to this in my life, and I suspect a lot of you can as well. He said, for I know that nothing good dwells in me. You ever feel that way? I know I have those times where I do. Nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil that I do not want is what I keep on doing. And, and my friends this morning, if you've ever felt that way, you know, I, I try to do the right thing. I try to do good, but I always seem to come up short. Then this is for you this morning. Romans 7, 24 puts it this way. Paul, just the next, next couple verses later, he cries out to God. He cries out. He says, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And, you know, if you've lived enough life, you've come to the place of trying to be good where you realize you can't and you try and you realize you can't and you try and you realize you can't and you try. And there comes a point where you just want to throw up your hands and say, I give up. Who can help me with this? I can't do this. Nobody seems to have the answer. But then Paul goes on in the very next chapter, the very next verse. He goes on in Romans 8, 1 and 2, and he says this. 
He says, for those of you that are believers in Jesus Christ and have made him your savior, that have prayed a prayer and asked him to forgive you of your sins, that are living in a relationship with him by faith, that his death on the cross paid the price for your sins. He says this, there is therefore now no condemnation. God will not condemn you even though you're not perfect, even though you constantly come up short. God will not condemn you for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Let me, let me go just a little deeper in this, okay, for, for, for you this morning. Romans 6.23 is a scripture that I've quoted and, and talked about many times in my life, talking with a variety of people. It's just very simple. It says this, the wages of sin, what I've earned for my sin, and each one of us is in that boat at some point. We're born this way. We're born with a sin nature. It says the wages of sin is death. The wages, what I've earned for my sin, for my inability to live that life that is good and holy, my, the wages of sin is death. Eternal separation from God. Eternal death. But it goes on then and it says, but the gift of God, God's gift to you and God's gift to me is that of eternal life. Ephesians puts it this way, says we are saved by faith and that faith in Jesus, faith that Jesus' death on the cross, cross paid the price for my sin, that, that is the gift that Romans talks about. That is the gift of God. You see, Palm Sunday is about celebration. Yes, we're living in tents at times. Yes, God says go do that. But the truth of the matter is, it's not about the tent living. It's about remembering where God has brought us from and remembering God has set us free from bondage. Listen to me. Some of you out there this morning, you were really good sinners. When, when you lived a life apart from God, you were all in, 100%. Some of you out there, you have lived lives that yourself have hurt people desperately. And many of you out there have lived lives that have been hurt because of the power of sin. We know that. We, we know that, that, that many of us, and, and, and probably all of us in different ways, in different pieces and parts of our lives, we lived in bondage to things that we've tried to give up, we've tried to let go, and we've come up short and come up short and come up short. And Palm Sunday is about celebrating God has set us free. Set us free from the times when our minds couldn't think right. Set us free from the times when our hearts couldn't feel right. Set us free from the times when addictions that our bodies were, were things that our bodies were addicted to, uh, controlled us. We, we're, we're here this morning to celebrate the goodness of the deliverance of God from bondage, but ultimately from the bondage of sin itself. Because we're free, because Jesus died on a cross and paid a price for my sins. We're, we're here this morning to celebrate because we're free from the bondage of the curse of death. One of these days, this body of mine, I'm 54 years old. It gets older every day. And every morning I roll out of bed and I realize just how much older it's really gotten. Some of you that are a few years ahead of me tell me that it's not going to get any better, Pastor Barry. Thank you for that help. Uh, and I know it to be true, but one of this, these days, this body is going to decay and deteriorate, and I am going to die. But my promise is this physical death is not the end because I have eternal life. You too have that. Isn't that this morning on Palm Sunday something to absolutely celebrate? The last piece of this is this. Not only are we here this morning to celebrate God's setting us free from bondage, we're here this morning to, to remember and celebrate God's provision along the way. There's a passage, I'm not going to read it this morning, but you're certainly welcome to turn to it. Let me paraphrase it. Uh, Matthew 10, 28 through 31. And basically it says this, even the sparrows, even the birds, the least valuable birds in the world, uh, in their world, when they fall to the ground, they don't fall unknown. God sees them. God knows them. 
God absolutely cares for them. And if God cares for them, won't he even so much more care for you and care for me? We have that promise. God's not only saved you and set you free from bondage, but listen to me, my friends, even in the middle of a pandemic this morning, God is going to care for us and provide us. You see, this morning, it's easy to forget how much God has blessed us, especially in the middle of a pandemic. But this is a day to remember and celebrate, even if it doesn't feel like it. God has blessed us. It's easy for, to forget how God um, has provided for us along the way, especially in the middle of a pandemic. But this is a day to remember and to trust our God. It's easy to forget where God has brought us from, especially in the middle of a pandemic. But this is the day to remember and to celebrate. You see, we at Souls Harbor Church, this, this pastor, we preach for a reason. We preach for change. And I want to say this to you this morning as, as, as I end and then we're going to pray. If you're ready, we want to help you change. If you're ready to be free this morning, we want to help you be free. If you want to have help with anxiety because you're struggling right now, feeling like you're living in that tent place and not understanding the celebration, this morning we want to help you. We want to help you with, with change. We're going to pray for you. And I believe God has got the power to supernaturally step in this morning and set you free from bondage and take away the anxiety. So this is what we're going to do this morning. This is a little different being that we're online. We can't do it like we would in the church. But if you're out there this morning and you would like prayer, I'd like you to just hit that like button or throw up a message or throw up a heart or throw up something and let us know you're there. And, and we're going to consider that the same as being in the house of God and lifting your hand this morning, right? We're going to do that and we're going to pray for you this morning. And if you're out this, there this morning and you've never asked Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and, and to live in your heart and to be your best friend, if you've never asked him to set you free from the bondage of sin and you seem like you spend your whole life trying and trying and trying and failing and you don't think you can be good enough, let me tell you this morning, you can't be good enough. It's not being good enough that matters. It's saying, Jesus, saying, Father God, I know I can never be good enough, but I want your, your son to be my savior. Forgive me for my sins. I let him take my sin up on himself as he died on the cross. Pray a prayer this morning. It's very simple. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Live in my heart. Create in me a right spirit, a right heart, and help me to serve you and love you. At that point, you're set free from your bondage. Let's pray this morning, and uh, we're going to let you go. And thank you so much for joining us. Father, right now, I pray over each one that has uh, electronically lifted their hands, that have thrown up a heart or a like, or said, I, I just need prayer this morning. God, I pray for each and every one that perhaps don't know you as their Savior. Let this be the day they give their life to you. Make a decision. Pray a prayer, a very simple prayer to say, Jesus, be my Savior. Be, be the one who, who, who forgives me of my sins. Father, forgive me for those sins and let Jesus take my place. Let this be the day they're set free from the bondage of sin. I pray over those this morning that are struggling with anxiety and job situations, and we're all, all dealing with it a little bit. So today I ask you, Holy Spirit, step into every living room, every room, every place, touch every heart and every mind, and bring peace and comfort and encouragement. And God, today, this Palm Sunday, in the middle of a pandemic, feeling like we're metaphorically living in tents, we remember and we celebrate, God, you're awesome. God, you're the one that brings us blessings. God, you're the one that's blessed us greatly. God, you're the one that's brought us out of bondage. And God, you're the one that's going to see us through. So today, Lord, just as they did on the first Palm Sunday, we celebrate you and we understand what we're celebrating for. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, love you guys.
you're the best. I see my grandkids just said hi. Hi, Emmy. Hi, Gage. Throw that out to you guys. Hey, listen, man, join us. All right. Um, Tuesday for prayer and Wednesday for our, our Bible study. Um, Wednesday, 630, Tuesday, 7 o'clock. We're going to connect it all to Easter week. Um, if you would like to be involved in that stuff and you're not a regular part of Souls Harbor, like our group. All right, join our group and then shoot us a message if you would like uh, the communion elements as well. We're doing our best to hit everybody and get it to everybody. And if we miss somebody, please forgive us for that. It's just not, we're, it, we're, I, I know we will and I feel horrible about that. We're doing our best. So please be very patient with us in this, okay? And if, if worse comes to worse and you don't have enough of the communion elements, um, you know what, grab some crackers out of the pantry, get a little bit of grape juice or grape Kool-Aid, because here's the thing, those are symbolic elements, and you can take communion in with us that way. I believe God absolutely gets that, understands that. We'd love to have you join us. Um, so you guys have a great week. Love you, appreciate you. Keep up the good work doing what you're doing. You're the best, and uh, I look very much forward to being back with you all very soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor at indy.rr.com.